What's good? What's good, y'all? Candia Johnson is here. Welcome to Candid Conversations. How are you? In fact, how's your spirit? You know, I tend to ask people, how's your spirit? Because people generally give me a less robotic, I'm fine, and more of a keeping it real type response. And if I can offer you a few words of encouragement or enlightenment or just a space to vent so that we can move forward clutter-free, I am going to do that. That's what I'm here for, right? Listen, once you get the inside right, the outside falls into place. I'm always about the inside growth versus the outside growth because it definitely starts within. Anywho, today we're going to talk about self-doubt. And as I was writing the outline for this podcast, I realized that we are a little over three months into COVID-19 and quarantining. Yes, quarantining is my word, okay? It may not be a real word. We, we make up words around these streets, okay, of Kansas Conversations. Um, well, we're about three months into that pandemic. We're also nearly two weeks into global <laughs> protest over the murder of George Floyd, as well as uh, protesting about police brutality and racism around the world. And so if you have already struggled, right, with self-doubt and imposter syndrome and things of that sort, and you're dealing with the weight of the world, it's compounded right now, right? Those thoughts are really overwhelming and stopping you from taking action towards your goals or taking that next step or making a change in your life. So if you ever said to yourself, you know, why would anyone pay to hear what I have to say? Why would anyone care? Right. What if I make a mistake or what if I fail? I don't have any education or any formal education. Why would anyone listen to me? If you've ever allowed thoughts like that to keep you stuck, I need you to understand a few things. Okay. First off, I have these conversations with about 99%, 99.9% of my clients. And yeah, I know I'm sounding like Maury Povich, releasing those paternity results, but y'all get what I'm saying? I have these conversations all the time, and I even have them with myself. Because here's what I want you to understand. When it comes to working through self-doubt, a huge part of it is learning how to have a conversation with yourself, learning how to have a conversation with that inner roommate, Right? And another part of it is also understanding that self-doubt is natural. Self-doubt doesn't mean you're not good enough or talented enough. And self-doubt doesn't mean you should stop. In fact, the only difference between you and a person who has reached mega success, right? Like let's, let's say Maya Angelou, Rest in Paradise, uh, or Viola Davis, The only difference between you and them is that they've learned how to work through those self-limiting beliefs and thoughts. Now, I used both of these incredible women because they were very vocal about their struggles with self-doubt and imposter syndrome. In fact, Maya Angelou once said that she published 11 books and even after publishing 11 books she still felt like she was a fraud she still felt like someone was going to discover that she was a fraud right 
Another example is I wrote for Black Enterprise magazine for many years. And I had an amazing opportunity to interview change makers, executives, and entrepreneurs from around the world, right? Who were not only making a profit, they were making a difference in their communities as well. And so in interviewing them about their journey, they struggled with self-doubt as well. The only difference is they've, they learned how to work through it. And so I want you to, uh, let's first, let's, let's make the distinction, right? So self-doubt is more of a, uh, uncertainty. You don't trust your own abilities, right? Whereas imposter syndrome, despite the fact, imposter syndrome is despite the fact that you've done the work, you still feel like you're a fraud, (laughs) Despite that you've probably achieved success in a given area, you still feel like, like Maya Angelou, you still feel like someone's going to discover that you're a fraud and you've done the work. You've done the work. So, you know, when I think about self-doubt, a few things that I have to remind myself is, Candia, you don't have to believe everything you think. Candia, you don't have to be right every time to be successful. And most importantly, I want you to realize this. This is another thing I've learned from interviewing entrepreneurs and from conducting workshops. One thing that sticks out with me, particularly now as I'm recording this podcast, is that some of the most important skills that you need to succeed in this lifetime, in business, in your career, in your family, some of the most important skills are not taught in school. So cut yourself some slack. When you think about what you probably need to succeed right now to get through the day, you know, that could be managing your emotions, you know, not allowing these negative thoughts, making assumptions about, you know, what could be and being stuck in what you don't have versus what you do have. That's what you really need to succeed right now. And so what I want you to take from this is that just like you would train for a marathon, You have to train your mind to work through self-doubt. Just like you need a system to monitor, track, and control your finances, you need a system to monitor, track, and control those thoughts that pop in your head. And the crazy thing is, I really, when I was writing this outline, I was trying to figure out what the title was going to be, right? And at first, I was just going to say overcome self-doubt. But what I don't like about the word overcome is that it makes it seem like this is a one-time event, right? Like you just overcome self-doubt and then you're happy. And that's not how it works. Here's a harsh reality. When you are about to level up in life, when you are about to change direction or do something new, the voice in your head is going to get louder. And so today I want to talk to you about some mindset shifts as well as my favorite four-step process for helping you turn self-doubt into positive action and opportunity. And so the first thing is when it comes to mindset shifts, self-doubt isn't the problem. It's your reaction or fight against it. And so you fight against it when you procrastinate, when you are second guessing yourself, when you're scrolling and lovingly stalking people on social media for way too long. Because listen, it's okay to lovingly stalk people, but it's when you're doing it like for three, four hours, it's like, okay, girl, you know you procrastinating. What? Come on, dude, you know you procrastinating, right? When you start to clean, 
when you know you're about to do something and you're like, oh, let me go clean the room or wash the clothes. When you're over-researching something, when you're apologizing too much. Sometimes I hear people say, you know, I don't want to be in the spotlight. I'd rather work in the background. Hmm. I always give people the side eye when they say that because a lot of the times that's self-doubt. So you have to recognize when you're fighting against it. And the other part of that is a lot of the times you have to ask people about the real driver of self-doubt. Because for me, your success can be found in the emotions that you are trying to avoid. So a lot of the times it's the fact that you don't want to look stupid. A lot of the times you don't, you know, you don't want to be embarrassed. You don't want to make a mistake. You don't want to look awkward on stage. You have a fear of failure. So again, self-doubt isn't the problem. It's your reaction to self-doubt. That's the problem. It's your fight against self-doubt. That's the problem. You have to learn how to work through those feelings or those thoughts. Right. And so another shift that I want you to think about is sometimes self-doubt is your internal GPS to where you need to grow in life. Don't get mad, get strategic. Right. So when you think about, again, self-doubt doesn't rear its ugly head when you're just kind of like going through a normal day. It really pops up. Self-doubt as well as imposter syndrome, it really pops up when you are about to change or do something new. When you are about to level up, when you are are about to take those next steps, that's when self-doubt pops up. And a lot of the times, if we address it or we really filter out what this feeling is trying to tell us, where is it trying, where it's trying to guide us, it's key to your level up. Again, success can be found on the other side of that emotion, So you think about the person who says, I would love to speak on stage one day, but the fear of looking awkward or falling on stage and stopping them from maybe maybe even enrolling in a public speaking class. Your success can be found on the other side. And so the best way to start with getting through self-doubt is to pause. Pause before you react to the thoughts, including your emotions or assumptions that you are making about a situation, event, or person. Pause so you can fact check your feelings. Because when you are about to do something new, again, the voice in your head is going to tell you that you're not good enough. The voice in your head is going to say, wait a minute now, we we better be careful. But ultimately, I've learned to understand that our brains are wired to protect us. So it's just like, you know, if I'm going into an undesirable area, my brain's going to say, wait a minute now, Kenzie, you better look to the left, look to the right. Maybe you shouldn't go to this, this area by yourself. All those sorts of things. It's the same thing. You have to learn how to talk to your inner roommate. Again, there's no greater conversation than the conversation you have with yourself. And so one of the things that I learned how to do is once I have that pause, I do a brain dump. A brain dump allows me to get it on paper so I can control it. Because see, when you allow these thoughts in your head, when you give them too much room, they multiply. They take shape. Next thing you know, you've created a whole book chapter and paragraph about something that may or may not be true. It may or it may not happen. A brain dump allows you to look at those words. Words have power, party people. 
Watch how you speak to yourself. So a lot of the times when even when we're using simple words like I'm struggling with or this is my weakness, I don't really care for the word weakness or weaknesses. People say, what are your weaknesses? I call them areas of growth. Areas of growth and opportunity. A lot of the times the words that we use like struggle or weakness, shoulda, coulda, woulda, that comes with shame. And so when you allow those thoughts to take up space in your head, you are building, continuing to build stories around them. And the reality is for me, another uh, kind of mindset shift that I embrace is that you have a 50-50 chance, Kenzia. Self-doubt is a choice. You have a 50-50 chance. You can make a better chance. There's a 50-50 chance that you'll fail and there's a 50-50 chance that you'll succeed. But often we choose to stick with the fact that we're going to fail. So putting it down on paper for me allows me to uh, take control of it. And another thing that I've learned is asking questions allows me to take control of it. You see, questions is a bridge for turning confusion into clarity and failure into opportunity. You can also, when you start to question, you can challenge and change that story that you're telling yourself. So if we think about uh, some of the thoughts that we have when we're about to do something new, right? So when we think about, oh, what if I fail? Well, what if you succeed? Are you prepared for that moment? You have to challenge and change that story that you're telling yourself. Another favorite thing for me to do is to really look at uh, flipping the script from negative to positive. So when we, we're, we're fleshing out that kind of what if story, I challenge myself. Again, challenge and change your story. Who can I ask to let go of those assumptions that I'm making about a situation or event? What questions can I ask them to let go of my assumptions? How might this story help me learn, prepare, or do something new? Where is this feeling? What is, where is this thought telling me to grow? What options do I have? You see, again, once you get those thoughts out of your head, you can control them. You can challenge them. And for me, I remind myself, Candia, every what if can be turned into what to do now. So whenever I'm conducting a workshop, I've done a gazillion different workshops and it, my anxiety never fails me, right? At least maybe 24 hours, especially the morning of, I have a bunch of what if thoughts that clutter my brain. And so I, uh, you know, one of the things that I have a, a, a fear of is that maybe if I'm doing a workshop, my thumb drive won't work, right? Or I'll forget uh, some of the key points that I want to make. And so if I say, what if, you know, my slides don't work, I have three backups. I send it to myself in Gmail. I include it in um, my Google Drive. And I also send it to the client just in case. So again, your what if can be turned into what to do now. If I have a fear that I'm going to uh, forget the key points that I'm trying to make, I have three by five uh, index cards. And so I include uh, four keywords on each index card to 
you know, have as a backup just in case. Again, sometimes you can turn your what if into what to do now. Right? When you're challenging your story, you can always flip the script on the story that you're telling yourself. Again, self-doubt is a choice. So when people say, you know, well, what if people don't like my idea? Your goal ain't to reach all people. Your goal is to reach the right people. Fact check your feelings, people. Again, you don't have to believe everything you think. Another part of challenging and changing your story and questioning yourself is finding gratitude. We don't talk a lot about gratitude when it comes to uh, self-doubt and taking that next step. And for me, when it comes to self-doubt, sometimes I hear myself and I hear other people, we're so focused on what we don't have that we fail to realize what we do have. So it's about being present again. So when I think about me preparing for that workshop, I have to make sure that when I'm doing that brain dump and I'm looking at the thoughts that are in my head and my what if story, that I'm only addressing the things that I can control. Right. So finding gratitude. What do I have right now so that I can prepare for that moment? Right. And when we think about self-doubt, ultimately, our goal is to get to confidence. And here's the thing. Confidence is not about uh, being perfect. Confidence is about whatever happens, I'm going to figure it out. But I'm going to be prepared walking in the door. Preparation breeds confidence. You see, a huge part of this process is just simply learning how to deal or speak to our inner roommate. Right? Because again, when you're about to do something new, when you're about to change direction, when you're about to challenge the status quo, your inner roommate, the voice is going to get louder. And you have to learn how to pause, breathe, take two deep breaths before you respond or react to those thoughts, those negative thoughts, those self-limiting thoughts that, that, that's telling you that, that you need more time or that you need to, you know, take another course and you done took a gazillion courses and you still haven't taken on ac- action on those. That's another podcast. But you have to learn how to pause and breathe. Then question and reframe. The four-step process. Pause, breathe, question, reframe. Okay? Pause, breathe, question, reframe. Now, when we think about reframing, reframing is simply flipping the script, uh, flipping a negative into a positive. So it's not going to change the situation. It's it's just helpful for you to put things in perspective. Right. And again, when you allow these thoughts to take up space in your head, you're building stories and assumptions around them that may or may not be true. And so you have to have a process for that. Remember early in the podcast, we talked about the fact that, uh, you know, mastering self-doubt is a skill. Just like you would train for a marathon, you have to train your mind to handle self-doubt. You got to train your mind on how to speak to that inner roommate. So for me, I'm like, girl, listen. Candia, we ain't got time for this today. Mm-mm. Girl, we ain't doing this today. You already done the work. Or I'm simply using it. I'm doing a brain dump and I'm saying, okay, if what if this goes wrong and what if that goes wrong? This is what I'm going to do. Again, 
what ifs can be turned into what to do now or even what's the next best thing. Because you see, notice I ain't say what's the next right thing. Because that's another thing. When you get focused on what's the next right thing, that will keep you stuck as well. You have to ask yourself what's the next best thing. And trust that whatever happens, you are going to figure it out. That's confidence. Confidence is not about, you know, knowing every single step that you have to take and being able to execute with perfection. Confidence is this is what I know. I've done the best that I can do to get prepared. And whatever happens, I am going to figure it out. That's what true confidence is. That's what it looks like to work through your feelings or your thoughts of self-doubt. And so I want to leave you with a bit of homework. Yes, listen, we do homework around these cancer conversation streets, okay? Because just like I said, this this whole self-doubt thing is not an overnight process. It's not a one-time event. It's something that you need to tackle. It's a habit that you need to tackle every single day. And so one of my favorite authors, uh, James Clear, he's the author behind Atomic Habits, fabulous uh, book, very actionable and insightful. I highly recommend it. But um, he says, you are the sum of the five stories you tell yourself. And so some homework for you is to get a hold of those five stories and challenge and change those five stories that you are telling yourself. Re- rewrite your what-if story. Mm. Turn those what-ifs and what to do now or what's the next best thing. I have a worksheet too, so I'm going to put that in the show notes. But okay, pretty people, I will talk to you soon. Protect your magic by any means necessary. There's a lot happening in these streets around the world. So I wish you well. Talk soon. Bye-bye.